Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today on Housing Wire Daily, my guest is Brenna Nath, Director of HW Plus and Events, to talk about the August issue of Housing Wire Magazine, which features our 2022 Women of Influence honorees. Brenna, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I know I say that every time, but it's true each time. And it's true for me. We love doing podcasts together. We get to do this uh, towards the beginning of the month because we usually are talking about the magazine, which we're definitely going to do today as well as some other things. So the August issue of the magazine is out. It's fantastic. Let's start by talking about the cover. Tell us about the cover subject, Sue Yannacone, one of our women of influence and great cover subject. This, it's funny because Sarah and I, for context for everyone listening, Sarah and I were just on another call and I was asked a question about one of my favorite things coming up. And I, for some reason, one of the influence slipped my mind when I was answering something I was excited about. And so I'm excited that I can dive into it during this podcast about what makes these honorees so special, especially when it comes to our cover. So on the cover, we had Sue Yannacone. And just so everyone knows, a huge part of her is she is the first female president and CEO of Anywhere Brands, which is formerly Realogy Franchise Group. For context there, they recently switched earlier this year, which I'm sure people have seen in the news. But what's so special to her, about her, and Sarah might remember this, a little behind the scenes peek of Housing Wire. We typically in the past have always put a group of women on the cover. We've shifted this year really to putting just one person on the cover. I think we like to spotlight one person, showcase all the things that they've done, especially someone with so many achievements and accolades like Sue, who is and made a mark by being the first female president and CEO of this company, which is huge for these franchise brands. But what I think is extra special about Sue is not only was I able to meet her in person at our Gathering of Eagles conference in June, the end of June, for the cover, we snuck in his photo shoot there while she was also on stage, giving her expertise to a crowd of people. So I got to see her in action in front of all these people, sharing her expertise around um, M&A activity and what's going on in the industry to then pull her aside and get to ask her questions about her time. But she shared a backstory that I forgot about that Sarah might remember. So maybe three years ago, four years ago, we did a group of women who came together to our Dallas office for a photo shoot and Sue at the last minute, her flight got canceled. Something happened where she had to completely miss the shoot and she was devastated that she wasn't able to make it for this group photo. Well, here, three, four years later, we reached out to her. At that time, she wasn't in the role that she is in now. She's even grown her accolades and accomplishments since then. Asked her again, hey, Sue, would you love to be on the cover this time? Um, while you're at JOE, we'd love to, to get a cover shot of you, interview you, to spotlight you. And it was cool to hear from her perspective in person, the excitement that she felt being able to get this second chance to be on the magazine since she was so sad years ago when she wasn't able to make it. We try to do everything we can to make it. It is not our goal to um, have someone not be able to make the cover. A lot of coordination that goes there. So it was exciting to be able to now years later, have her back on the cover by herself in an environment in the moment where she was already speaking to hundreds of people at her conference about what she's doing, getting to pull her aside and then capture that in a photo, which was really exciting to me. So I'd say that's one thing about that. This really just stood out to her. And 
Sarah and I have also chatted with her quite a bit too. Sarah and I used to have a podcast called Girl Funds where we'd interview top women in the housing, real estate, mortgage space. We had the pleasure of interviewing Sue and asking her at the time a lot of kind of similar things about how she's grown her career, uh, mentorship that she's had, how she's empowering other women, which she's still continuing to do with her What Moves Her campaign and initiative inside Realogy. So and now anywhere brands, but it was cool to almost see this full circle moment. And Sarah and I talk about that quite a bit. We're both almost going on 10 years in the housing industry. We're really close to 10 years. So being able to follow these, you know, award winners or speakers over, over their career has been just really special to then now get to see them in person and how they continue to grow and strive is truly an honor. And I think really cool to see. And I think everyone in this industry can talk about, I'll get on a virtual event or I'll get on a panel and we'll all chat about, Oh yeah, you know, you and I used to work together at this company. Remember when we used to do this together? Remember we're here now. And we're just starting to see that through and through that we were small, big as an industry. No, I love that. And I do remember that with Sue. So at that time, I was in charge of the magazine and that photo shoot. And um, it, it was the morning of they they canceled her flight. She just wasn't able to get there. And when you have a group of people and you have a studio, I mean, there was no way we, we could um, accommodate that, unfortunately. So I was so glad she came on. And, you know, just in, in general, you and I have talked on this podcast about how we pick winners and what that looks like. One of the funnest things about award programs is that I feel like we get to know the people like it's, it's kind of a creepy thing because like we've read like your whole pitch, all, you know, everything you've done, you know, whatever was submitted about people, we read the whole thing. And over the nine years, almost 10 years that you and I've both been here, there've been so many award winners. And sometimes, you know, they start as a rising star, which is kind of our um, 40 under 40 or like, you know, the younger leaders that we think are going to be the people who are going to be leaders in the future. And how often has that turned out to be true? Those rising stars a few years later, oh, they're a woman of influence. They're in the finance leaders award. Oh, they're in the insiders award or they're even vanguards, which is kind of our peak award as far as like, you know, this is sort of like a industry, you know, your, your career making um, type of award. It's so much fun. And then when I meet them in person, it's funny because I'm like, I know all about them. I, you know, I'm, I'm a total creep. I'm like, oh, I'm sort of like a fangirl about it because like, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, we've never met. And I'm like, oh, we haven't, but you know. But I know all these things about you. I, I feel would. like I know you. Yeah. I'd also add to that level of, I, I now use the word for background, but what really stood out to me about Sue is full circles. When we, after we interviewed her for Girl Funds, I wrote a LinkedIn article about um, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn for just kind of sharing your thoughts on leadership. I wrote an article about my two takeaways from interviewing her in a LinkedIn post. And the two things that I stood out was um, her ability to make room at the table. That's something she talks about quite a bit. Um, she says, make room at the table, make room in the conversation for other women. She thinks there's been a longstanding sort of protectionism around wrap your arms around when you're giving the opportunities to women. And for a long time, she's like, there weren't a lot of other women in the room. And so she talks about the importance of making room. And then she also talked about, which is um, something that we dive into here, is this idea of work-life balance. I think we all talk about, you know, our CEO coins it as work-life harmony, which is a better way to put it. And she dives into, we don't profess to have it all together. It's a daily battle that we're all having to pick all the way up through the ranks of a company to choose to have harmony in your life when it comes to balancing your schedule. And she was so vulnerable and transparent when it came to saying, um, there's a part of honesty in her dialogue and she doesn't profess that there's a balance. She first, she personally doesn't feel wholly balanced, but she feels wholly happy. And that's okay. Cause she's learned to be comfortable in the life that she has. And she's not going to be this sort of Pollyanna in the reality. 
there's times that she's going to miss things and there are times that she's never going to miss something. And that transparency from a leader was so special. And it really stood out to me to then meet her in person, to your point, Sarah, and be like, all of these core values that she says in her interviews, you can also see in action and she lives and breathes them. They're not just talk for an interview. I think we've seen that with so many of our leaders. It's the reason that we award people, um, you know, when, when we honor them is because there are really tangible things that people say. And, you know, when they nominate them, they're like, here are the actions. That's what speaks loudest to us is like, here are the actions. It's not just like, oh, I say these things. And it's always super challenging to me as a leader at housing where I know it is to you too, to be like, how do I, how do, how do I do that in my life? How am I bringing people along? How am I finding that passion? And I know, uh, Brenna, both you and I, we love our jobs. We love our jobs. We also love a lot of other things about our lives. And so like that, you know, and I think that now there's even you're seeing uh, because men are really stepping up into the parental role more, you're really seeing them talk more about work-life balance or work-life harmony, which I love because we all should should be invested across the board in different things. So yeah, getting to meet Sue again, getting to have her on the cover huge privilege. I would encourage everyone because we have, you know, the, that, that whole page of just kind of talking to her Q and a, and I think it's just great. And she, she's not the only one. We have tons of amazing women to talk about. So, you know, um, who's another person that you would spotlight Brenna? I would spotlight. So back to the world, if we get to chat with this audience a lot, I would spotlight Lisa Haynes. She's the senior vice president, chief financial officer and chief Di- diversity and inclusion officer at the mortgage bankers association. Many of us frequent or chat with Ebay quite a bit and see their leaders in so many roles. And Lisa is one that I've seen over the years um, being able to talk about her leadership in both of those years when it comes to diversity and inclusion, when it comes to her role at the MBA. Um, but for just a little bit of background and write up, she serves in the multifaceted role of what I just said. And she's gone above and beyond to ensure the industry is equitable and inclusive for all. She also has a history of working at Fannie Mae, along with other VP positions and has more than 30 years of experience in the field of finance. And that's just the type of person that I think a lot of our women embody and the women of influence honorees throughout the years, but she's one that stood out to me. And then I would also, or maybe Sarah, I'll, I'll let you kind of ping one first, but she's someone that always stood out to me having the pleasure of chatting with her. And also, I think that's a topic that we've seen grow a lot over the years is diversity and inclusion, trying to, she's leading the conversation when it comes to bringing blenders and other people in the industry on board and the importance of this, which is huge. Well, you know, actually, the person I was going to highlight is also um, talking about diversity. So uh, the chief growth officer and partner and CEO of Lighthouse Lending Capital, but also a chief growth chief growth officer at EPM is Laura Brandio, who's someone who we've known for years. Um, You know, she used to be the president and partner at American Financial Resources. She's been in the biz for so long um, in a great way. And she serves as a board board member of the New Jersey Mortgage Bankers Association and Women's Committee Chair, um, really looking at diversity there. And so I I just love that um, we're getting to highlight people who, again, they have done an amazing job in their own career and they have decided to really use that position all the way up, not just like, okay, now that I'm leading, I'll start to do this. What we've seen with a lot of leaders is they were leaders a long time ago, even when they weren't, uh, maybe, maybe they didn't have that title. Uh, maybe they didn't, they weren't, you know, the chief diversity officer, whatever they have for a long time championed different, um, 
things that are really important to them in affordable housing or or mentorship or um you know just just whatever it is whatever or veterans and and they started that as an individual and and worked that throughout the company and a lot of times now they're having those positions recognized so i i love um seeing those people come up again laura's a great person um who's another person that you would spotlight This next person I think is really cool because once again, it's one of those full circle stories. Last year for 2021 Vanguards, we spotlighted James O'Brien. He's the Remax Gold CEO based over in California. His interview is probably one of the most impactful interviews I remember having in um, just in my time in media. He's the CEO of this really big company, jumped on the call to interview him. And before I even jump in, he pauses me and like, just asked me a question about me, which is like, Hey, Brenna, like, what's your background? Like, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And just from a CEO taking the time to be like, I'm not just going to jump into this interview. I'm going to ask you about you. How are you doing? Stuff like that. And then we went into it. And the reason that I point that out is because then later in his interview, going back to these leaders live and breathe what they're saying I asked him like, what is, and this is common for a lot of our vanguards. We asked him, what do you think is the key to success? What do you define as being successful in your role? Which is a theme for vanguards, a very common answer for our vanguards. And even our women of influence that you get, it's they define their success based on the success of their team. So in order for them to feel like they're doing good, it's making them feel like the people that I've grown, that I've equipped, that I've taken the time to mentor are thriving and doing well. Well, during that time, this interview, he spotlighted someone who is one of our 2022 Women of Influence, who's Stephanie Flood. She's the Vice President of Operations at Remax Gold. So it was cool to see this full circle of being able to interview James at Remax last year, see him live and breathe like I feel like the success when people under me and my team are growing to then be like, Stephanie Flood is now a woman of influence in 2022 and really living and breathing how she's a key leader, not just within Remax Gold, but also among just the larger Remax brand. She's been with the company since 1997, beginning her career at Remax Gold um, as administrator and just really growing her time there and seeing that in action. So I think that's just a really cool, cool soaker moment of chatting with James at the beginning and seeing his team grow. And I think a lot of, I'll boldly say, I think a lot of vanguards can relate to that. And a lot of leaders can relate to that is you, you when you watch your team succeed, do you feel like success? Because that is um, kind of like the legacy that you're leaving behind as the team members. And I mean, Sarah, even you probably see it in the team that you're here growing at Housing Wire. So you see that in Action Hour Awards, which I think is incredible. Well, it's, you know, just on a personal note, I would point to you, Brenna, as somebody who I've seen grow so much. Um, you started Housing Wire when you were brand brand new out of college. And um, just to see what you're doing in the in the company now is just so, so exciting. And I agree with you. When we look at the Vanguard Awards, uh, that's the place where people can talk about their team. And it really, it makes sense, right? Like, this is what my team has accomplished, because that is what you're doing. If you're not growing the next generation of leaders, it's not just like, oh, I, I saw them achieve this. It's like, I, I'm the one who's fueling them and figuring out how to empower them to be that leader. So super exciting to see that. I love that story. Um, the next person that I would talk about is Leslie Gooch, who's the CEO of Manufactured Housing Institute. And, and this has been interesting because this whole year, really the last couple of years, there's really been more of an emphasis on affordable housing and, and the part that manufactured housing in particular can play in that. We've seen huge rental um, increases. You know, the, the, the rent inflation has happened just like housing price inflation. And so I think a growing sense of like 
the the role that manufactured housing can play um, and how how the GOCs are going to try to expand that role. And, you know, so Leslie Gooch really sits at at one of the um, intersections of that at the Manufactured Housing Institute. And in fact, that's also one of the topics of a feature that is in this issue, which is how how to uh, get more affordable housing, which Georgia Cromeroy, who is our uh, senior mortgage reporter, wrote a fascinating feature. She did a great job. And that's also in this magazine, along with the Women of Influence. Yeah, I'm glad you spotlight that. Women of Influence is definitely the theme of the issue, but then you go into George's feature on manufacturer housing. We also have a Q&A with some reverse leaders in this space. A lot of, uh, I think he spotlighted three or four people, Chris Clow, who is um, our writer with Reverse Mortgage Daily. He's Some of the people that you spotlighted are also past Vanguard and one of the influence winners because you get to see them um, just sharing their thought leadership in action along with HA Plus members. But that's a big theme of our three features in this section along with your standard kudos and parting shot. But it was cool to see how some of these things come full circle. If that's a theme of this episode, it's full circle on how this industry is trying to be hands open and sharing their insights with each other. I love that. And speaking of full circle, these Women of Influence winners, we are having a Women of Influence forum at our HousingWare Annual event this year. And Brenna, you are in charge of HousingWare Annual, which is so fun. This is one of the things that's just happened in the last, what, three months, four months that you have now, you are now head of our events. And wow, are we so excited. Like this event is going to be different than anyone that we've done. And I really credit that to you and your leadership here and your vision for what this should be. It's going to be so much fun. We have uh, we have playlists for all of our uh, leaders who are going to be talking. We have just a really different thing planned. So tell us uh, within that, the Women of Influence Forum, what were you trying to do there? Yeah. And thanks for those kind words. That's so, um, I think just speaks to how excited I am for this housing our annual conference. So for a little bit of background on that, we're really excited. We're all coming together October 3rd through 5th for this. Um, a lot of exciting things tucked into those three days that we're meeting together, but we're coming together for housing our annual as a whole meeting for some power packed panels, some super sessions together, But kicking off the event on October 3rd, we have the Marketing Leaders Success Summit in the morning, and then we have the Women of Influence Forum in the afternoon. So they kind of like share lunch together. And then, I mean, we have a lot of people who can attend both, attend what you can. We're excited to have as many people in the room who are passionate about these specific topics. The Women of Influence Forum, I'd start off by saying, which is the theme here, that we've been following these women for years now. So be able to bring them into one room and dive deeper into these topics that we're having is huge. One key theme of the forum that would love to get across, or maybe two key themes I would say, is we want this to be a collaborative, raw and real discussion around being a leader in this industry. So a raw and real discussion around work-life harmony and balance. We do not profess to have it all together. We are saying what's going to get us there is having a candid discussion on what does this look like in action? What does it look like balancing motherhood? What does it look like balancing all of these nonprofit works that you're doing? What does it look like just balancing rest in a busy time when we're all online and you need to prioritize your mental health? To we have another session that goes into how to find a mentor and how to mentor and be a mentee to someone else and having this water flow of sharing knowledge with each other. We have this wonderful group, including Marsha Davies, who's at the MBA. We have Debbie Hoffman, who is also going to be on that panel. And what's great about their panel is those four women 
also have a mastermind mentorship group among the four of them. So you could get to see them in action on the tangible ways they've been able to benefit from having this mastermind. And not just say, hey, look at all these things we're doing, but this is how we set this up. This is why we prioritize that. Because that's a huge thing, right? Time is money. So we're always constantly trying to figure out if the time is our most valuable asset, where are we going to spend it when it comes to mentorship groups? What What is my why here in this being worth it? So getting to hear from these women on the why. I think especially that that panel, which is kicking it off, um, we're so excited about because these are the people who really pioneered the, these kind of groups, these uh, women's groups within like MBA for Marsha Davies. We have, t- you said, Kim Lanham, Marsha Davies, Laura Escobar, Debbie Hoffman. And I feel like they have they have gone ahead of us and really um, figured out what happens like in mentorship groups. They they have long experience doing this, so we're so excited to kind of feature them as like, hey, these are the people who have really paved the way, and here's how we can all learn from them. So like, how do they make time? I mean, that mastermind that they're a part of is CEOs, basically or people in the C suite at some of the biggest lenders um, in the country or, or other you know, servicers, whatever in the industry, they make time every week to to do this. How do they do that? How do they, how have they set something up that is so compelling that people who have a lot of other things to do, a lot of other priorities make this a priority for a couple of years of their life? I mean, so it's really exciting. You think about Marsha Davies, you and I have been to some great sessions at NBA, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association Annual and other conferences that they, that they do the speakers and the topics that they cover have just been really phenomenal for us. So to have them on our panel and to have them all together talking about this is how you do it. I'm super excited for that. I'd also like to highlight. So we we are going to tie a bow on the Women of Influence Forum with a workshop where they're going to dive into We have workshop table leaders, some amazing women coming together to lead group discussions at these tables, taking everything you learned from the day and putting it in action. I liked my punny uh, title for that one because they are table leaders in this table discussion. Um, the title we have going for that right now is creating a seat at the table. So you're taking everything we're doing at your workshop table and creating a seat at the table for yourself and others. I love it. It's a good, uh, good pun there that really puts into a perspective what it's about. But I'd say the session in the Women of Influence Forum that I'm most excited about is um, the one that I have uh, that we've titled Women in Leadership, colon, Making the Stats a Reality. So any... Um, I think really female who's been doing any research into the statistics in women in leadership, there's a lot of stats out there that come to the power of having a female in the C-suite. And when that looks like an action, this panel really dives into finding an ally in your company, especially at the C-suite, um, knowing that this is a conference or this is a forum that we are spotlighting our, our women leaders. So we're inviting all teams, all people to come in and learn by listening to each other. This forum really speaks to, I think, the female leader. We have two amazing people. We have Hillary Saunders and Ed Wu, who's the chief technologist and the chief worker officer at SIDE. I had the pleasure of chatting with Hillary when she was on the cover last year for a woman of influence and got to talk to her firsthand about them being um, a team of three in the C-suite and how they work together. So I got to hear from her firsthand, like, this is how I have peership and allyship in this C-suite and this is how they support me. She has twins. So she is definitely balancing kids in this whole uh, whole world and how that looks like and um, the power of having a female in the C-suite too. 
The other people who I have on board is Shana Arrington, who is the chief compliance officer at The Money Source, along with Rick Toma, who is also in the C-suite at The Money Source. I've chatted with her throughout the years about the power of having a peer and an ally in the C-suite with her and how they've just helped grow each other, brainstorm together, stuff like that. And so Sarah, I've mentioned this to her too, but uh, the moderates for that panel is also going to be uh, either Sarah and Clayton Diego and Sarah or Jennifer kind of on this stage, giving the same example that we have here at Housing Wire. Them just having an honest conversation around peership in the C-suite, how they're seeing this action, the power, how they work together, stuff like that, and taking um, a lot of those tests that you see and giving this qualitative example behind it. And that's a session that I very much emphasize that showcases the whole forum of why we are inviting everyone to this room in order to make a change, in order to create a seat at the table. We need everyone to come together and see the challenges, the wins, the losses, the cycle highs and lows that we're all experiencing in order to move forward. And I think that panel is one that you see it in action because we have males and females on the panel coming together, talking about what they're seeing. And maybe Sarah, you even have more to add there because you, you live firsthand as an executive here at Housing Wire. I do. And I think that this is why we felt like it was so important is because if you have a majority of leaders, especially in the mortgage space, who are male, then unless you involve them, uh, they have been instrumental in getting some of these female leaders their shot of of really uh, investing in them or or recognizing in them or whatever. And so to have those kind of relationships, I think it's going to be really fun on stage to have like the mentor and the mentee and other peers. And what does that look like? I think it'll be great. And uh, to your point, I mean, I feel like Clayton Collins has been incredible in my career. I know in your career to really, um, and, and just with people at Housing Wire to really recognize talent and be like, um, really nurture that. So I'm excited to to be part of that conversation. And I just think this whole, um, the Women of Influence Forum is so exciting. We didn't want to, you know, there are already some really great women uh, focused events out there. We didn't want to take away anything from that. We really wanted to amplify it. That's why we have, you know, that first panel of all the people who've already been doing that and and really give them an even larger stage. Maybe there's people at our events who, who haven't, didn't know that they were holding their events. We would love to have all of those things just be more and more successful. And so it's super exciting to me to see where we're going with this. Thank you for heading that up for us. Um, it's been your baby and it is a passion project for both of us. We just talked about that, that, you know, women in leadership in this industry, whether that's real estate, mortgage, title, appraisal, whatever it is, we want to amplify that and do everything we can to shine a light on that as, as a media company. And that, that really brings to mind the other thing about this event, which is Housing Wire Annual, is that we talk about it, how it's all things housing. And we think that that's like our secret sauce, right? There are lots of great events that are very individual to each each part of the industry, whether you're in title or appraisal or mortgage or real estate. But this is where we bring everyone together and really get some collaboration and engagement among what is becoming a very, it's very obvious that housing is all, you know, is it mortgage? Is it real estate? It's everything. And everyone is in everyone's business and everyone is, you know, it's a, it's a whole conglomeration. So we feel like this is such a great time for us to do this. So really excited. Same. Me too. There's, um, so much more to impact there. I would encourage everyone to go to housingwire.com. You can see the top of the link to the agenda for housing wire annual. Feel free to reach out. I think even, um, we have some, great exclusive codes kind of running around for listeners and even for members. So feel free to reach out to Brenna at hwmedia.com if you want any more information. 
Thank you so much, Brenna. Love having you on as always. Another great issue of the magazine, this August issue, and looking so forward to this event and and to your Taylor Swift walkout music, which is, you know, you're legendary for this. Cue Taylor Swift as I I send off of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer-form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, member-exclusive rates to in-person events like HousingWire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to HousingWire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.